This is a disaster. Lieutenant! Control room, this is Sergei. Give me a damage report on the gravity blocks. Here's the situation, Colonel. Gravity block number seven is drifting. And according to the distress signal we received, there are 232 people stranded inside it. What about a rescue team? One is supposed to deploy in seven minutes. And we're scrambling a small combat team to escort them as well. However, because of the explosive shock and an air leak, gravity block number seven is losing velocity. It'll be dragged into the Earth's gravitational field in 14 minutes. What? I'll start the rescue. Deploy a recovery team for the lieutenant's machine. But sir, an object with that much mass... Lives are at stake here! Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode episode Gundam Seed podcast that's given Gundam Double O a try. My name is Jeremy. I'm Brooding Coordinators back. I'm Tyler. My name is Zach. This week we are watching episode 5 of Gundam Double O, Escape Limit Zone, my favorite Sonic the Hedgehog level. Do you think this is one of those levels that has like the aesthetic of like an oil platform, or is this one of the more Mayan levels? No, this is a space level that has yeah. low gravity. Not no gravity, just your jump is floatier and somehow worse. Yeah, and you don't have quite as high of acceleration. Yeah. Makes sense, makes sense. All right, so if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, there are only four of them. Come on, just start with Gundam Double O. It's a great jumping on point. But if you haven't, there are four fuckboys. <laughs> Jeremy, I kind of want you to start every one of those recaps with, there are only... X number of episodes. It's not that many. Go back and listen. Yeah, there's only 49 episodes. <laughs> well, at that point, it's like, just wait for us to go on to what we're doing next. Come on. Why are you starting no, now? No, just just to keep the, the, the consistency. You know, there are only X number of episodes. Well, currently, there are only four fuckboys. There might yeah. be more later. Yeah, it's true. The, the fifth fuckboy is a very <laughs> common trope on TV tropes, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's got to bring in the fifth Gundam because there have to be five okay, of if them. If there's a five-man band of fuckboys, what are the five different types of fuckboys? There's definitely the emo, obviously. There's the simp. Th- uh, there's the anger issues kid. There, I feel attacked. There's, Fedora. There's, there's Milady. <laughs> and who's the fifth? Okay, so one of my friends and I have a, a long-going joke that Mothman is the fuckboy of cryptids. Like, every time he goes to a convention, he just, like, goes back to his hotel with, like, 20 hangers on. Okay. The real underrated fuckboy, obviously, is Bigfoot, right? Like, he's <laughs> just got a cool lounge, but like, and, like, everyone knows him. People just show up at his place. I feel like Bigfoot is just, like, he could throw a great party, but he's shy, so he never has company. Yeah, okay, that's also fair. I feel like Bigfoot's got game, but he doesn't know that he's got game. But Mothman knows. Um, yeah, uh, Sumeragi, Soma Pierce, Sergei Smirnov, Graham Aker, Daryl Dodge, Howard Mason, I have flashcards. Billy Katsuragi? Kataragi. Oh, damn. Daniel Elf- He's not Daniel related Eichmann. to, uh, the chick out of Evangelion whose name is escaping me right now. Colonel Katsuragi? That'd be her. Masato? That'd be the name. <laughs> I was thinking about Evangelion today, I'm like, man, those movies really did a number on me. I feel like I have trauma from watching them. Watch those movies, 
processed those movies, recorded episode on those movies, then my brain took those movies, balled them up, and tossed them in a bin. I'm just going to think about Evangelion like once a year for the rest of my life yeah, now. That's, that's been my life. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. There um, are wikis. <laughs> wow. Am I the only one that doesn't pay any attention to the stuff I watch? That's how you're able to watch so much. Yeah. Tyler and I need to think about it again. Like if we watched all your bin, we would be thinking about it so much there wouldn't be time in the day anymore. <laughs> one bin. Zach, I didn't tell you for Christmas I'm getting you a big bin to put your bins in. <laughs> you're going to get me a bin bin? Yeah. A bin bin. Oh, that'd be great, actually. I have a whole bunch of anime currently sitting on top of my bins that I need to watch. Because I tend to do whenever something is like on my need to watch or need to read. It is not actually in the storage area, like this, like my shelf or whatever. So that I can remember, yes, this is something I haven't actually read yet. Okay, so I came up with a great idea. And I established a to-be-read shelf. Where it's just like the shelf of things I need to read. Because I had enough to take up like most of a shelf. I ran out of space on my to-be-read shelf, and now I have a separate to-be-read stack next to it. Uh, and that is not counting the grocery bag, I guess, of Spider-Light novels hey, hey, that hey. I'm working through. Not a grocery bag. Barnes & Noble bag. I mean, if books aren't your groceries, what are? Uh, www.lastpodcast.com slash Patreon if you want to hear our Evangelion thoughts. <laughs> But if you want to hear our thoughts on episode five of Gundam Double O and you want to watch it first, you can on Crunchyroll. We start with the president of Tarabia and the president of the United States shaking hands and Marina Ismail in her fancy, like, British woman clothes. <laughs> that, what say, is with that hat? It's like sailor cosplay. It's like not an actual sailor outfit, but yeah. like it's, a, it's wanting to be. Well, Zach, her hair is up and she needs a hat big enough to contain it all. So she's like, ah, as we established last episode, the president of Terribia has maneuvered politically and gotten what he went from the Americas because they schemed together. It's like a weird beret hat thing. It's got a bow on it. She's got this choker. It's a look. It is certainly a look. Fashion has evolved in 400 years. And so her assistant is like, nah, Celestial Being just attacked Terribia to do what they said they were going to do, even if it meant they would lose popular opinion. It's not going to be wise to try using them. Anyway, keep that in mind. Anyway, we get her name, Sheeran, for the first time. But she's like, it's almost time for you to leave on your international tour. And she's like, thank God I'm getting away from you. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, only I can do this. Stop the chaos, Emeralds. I'm not sure why only she can do this, but it's a very anime thing to say. Of course, only she is the one that can do this because she's the one that has the main character pants. It's more of a skirt right now. <laughs> anyway, cut to opening. Cut to the space train station, where Kinue is telling her brother, I was going to call him her son, that's their relationship, what, not their relationship. She's, well, because she's the older sister, therefore she is mom, because they're not allowed to have parents. Yeah. He's like, hey, study hard while you're up there. Your school's paying for the trip, but I bought you the ticket to the train. Study is paid for the by the scholarship, but they have to pay for their own travel expenses? Like, uh, to get there? Well, he says that, I'm sorry to be a burden, but Luis insisted on a private car. So uh, maybe it's because of that, although also maybe they had to buy something and Asagi insisted on a more expensive version. I don't know. I mean, that's not super weird. Usually the parents do pay for bus fees and such, right? I honestly have no idea. Well, it just seems like the school paying for it would actually, you know, pay for the way to get there too. But maybe that's just me. She's like, oh man, rich little girls can be so. And then Luis is like, hey, I heard you talking about me. How? I'm not sure, because she came in from way over there. Have you seen Luis? People have been gossiping about her all her life. 
and saying bad things behind her back. So she's like, don't worry, Onei-sama. I'll take good care of Saji. Wink, wink. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> great. I guess I can rest easy if you're there. She looks so uncomfortable. Yeah. Anyway, Saji, don't think this is some sort of vacation. And don't try any funny stuff, you hear? And Luis is like, oh, are you kidding? He's such a beta simp. He couldn't if he wanted to. <laughs> she kind of does say that. He doesn't have the guts to do anything like that. Kimiwa's like, really? I mean, she's like, I've been trying. Man, I don't think this is the girl for you, Saji. Have you? He's like, have you seen her? I'm not going to get a chance at this again. <laughs> also, Louise is like, I'm right I can here. Still hear you <laughs> with a smile on her face. It's great. And that is when I decided Louise is the best character in this show. And then, of, because of course, this always happens. The lieutenant colonel. And his daughter. Smirnov are always nearby whenever some other characters are involved at a terminal to go to or return from space. I was just thinking that it's a good thing the military is paying for Sergei's travel fees because they would add up. Soma Piers and uh, Lieutenant Colonel are also right next to them. Yep. And Sergei's like, I signed your permission slip, Soma, so we can go. She looks so child. Like I, I know. I'm she sure really she's does. supposed to be like 16 too. Maybe even older with stuff I know about her backstory. But next to Sergei, she looks seven. I wonder if Sergei is supposed to be abnormally tall. He like, does seem taller than most people we see him next to. Although we've seen him next to like an aide and Soma. So Setsuna's doing some sit-ups because he, he doesn't have be any fit. furniture. He's doing them under his bed to hold his feet. Not gonna lie, watching this made me go like, huh, I should do some sit-ups. So I paused the show and did sit-ups at this juncture. See, I saw this and was like, I should exercise more. Then proceeded to take a big swig out of my Dr. Pepper. So apparently he gets a message regarding a mobile suit performance test. He gets a text from his mom saying mobile suit performance test. Cut to Gundam Meister Dumpster Island, where Lock-On is explaining that they want to observe some new mobile suit test in space. And destroy it, depending on the situation. And they're sending Alleluia. You know, Thierry is already in space, but let's send Alleluia. The Virtue isn't fast enough to run away from an observe. The virtue is great if they do do a destroy. It's not granted an observe. You're right. Also, Sergei's six two apparently. She is eighteen, and she grows ten centimeters between the time skip. <laughs> well, she's a growing <laughs> girl, <laughs> and loses three kilograms. She does the destiny diet. <laughs> How much is one hundred fifty six centimeters? I have no one hundred fifty six centimeters. I... Isn't that like five feet? Yeah, it's five foot one. So, Sergei is over a foot taller than her. In that one image that we saw, he looked like he was about three feet taller than her. So, we get a shot of the orbital train going up. It looks like a train, despite the cabins being more reasonable. So, I was thinking about the fact that it's going up, really. It's basically just an elevator. Yeah. But it's got train shape at the front. I know, I'm just saying that it's basically just an elevator, but it has the train thing going on. I was wondering about the effects. So, like, the Earth is rotating, right? And the further away you get from the surface, the more rotational speed you experience. And I wonder, because the train is going up so fast, whether or not you would feel that as it's going up. I don't know. I just know that you eventually feel weightless because they start to decelerate. That is true. I mean, you might, Tyler, but they also might have some kind of, like, dampers on it because they they mention... That about the flag on the last episode, so it's possible they have something in place to make it so that you don't feel the side to side. So Saji, a nerd, starts bringing up the educational videos on the history of (laughs) the orbital tower. Who does that? 
Well, I mean, he is. It is a situation where he's being sent up here for school. Like it is specifically a school trip that he's on. Anyway, Louise hovers in front of him because they're in low gravity, and is like, "Look, boobs." And then loses her grip and floats away, which is hilarious. And we cut away from it shortly before Saji would get the upskirt shot. Cut to Sergei and his daughter having a reasonable space train trip. Where Sergei's like, oh yeah, I never asked why you volunteered. To join the Superhuman Institute. She's she, like, I was not. I did not volunteer, I was voluntold. I'm a coordinator. A designer baby, specifically created for the Super Soldier Project. A Captain America, if you will, and Jeremy will. <laughs> A space Captain America? I guess she's an Earth Captain America. She is not a Captain America. She's a Captain Russia. Fair. A Red Guardian, if you will. And Sergei has a flashback to yeah. Soma training. Sergei is having a very Kira flashback, but it's the stuff we haven't seen of him watching Soma Pierce on a treadmill while a scientist is like, science, nanomachines, injections embedded in her body. Harsh reality of space. And Sergei's like, don't need to go into the gory details. He's like, is something bothering you about our unethical experiment? <laughs> and Sergei's like, like don't, don't you th- think it's a little, I don't know, unethical, I guess? Don't, don't you think there's something wrong here? He's like, no, of course not. It's perfectly fine. Don't you know anything about science? It's absolutely necessary to fuck around like this because, hey. Also, I don't know if it's just me, but scientist guy's neck looks weirdly small for his head, especially compared to Sergey right next to him. I think it's the weird science collar he's wearing. <laughs> I, I think that's the case. And his weird visor. And so she's like, hey, is something the matter, Colonel? You've been kind of staring at me. He's like, oh, no, nothing. Don't worry about it. Do you want some juice from room service? <laughs> so Saji is watching some very basic version. Like, here's the thing. They are on a school trip. This seems like the super introductory version you show a kid. It does seem like the kind of in-flight movie that you would show a child, not an engineering student. Yeah, or like someone who who is just taking this train as a novelty and has no idea how it works. Like, Saji and Luis definitely know how this works. Or at least they should. They should. Uh, Anyway, Luis is eating Pringles. It's not Pizza Hut, but (laughs) it it is a motherfucking tube of Pringles. (laughs) Sour cream and onion, specifically. I'm pretty sure that's what the green tube is. But she's specifically playing with low gravity, so she's, like, setting them up to float in space and then, like... Trying to Pac-Man them? Yeah, it's really funny. (laughs) Luis is pretty great in this. And then she starts playing with a drink and, like, is slurping it off of her finger after hovering it in midair. Meanwhile, Saji, her boyfriend, the nerd, is just like, I have to watch these videos. And she's like, nope, we're going to go play on the train. Come with me. And Saji's like, but I was being a nerd. And she's like, we have plenty of time for that later. Let's go do anything else. (laughs) Let's do something interesting. And it's interesting to note, they are going to the Human Reform League's solar tower, not the Union's, presumably because of geography. That would be my guess, too. It's closer. But obviously, because they're on the same train as Soma and Sergey. But uh, so they arrive with Luis holding on to him. It's very cute. And he's like, I'm exhausted. She's like, you're such an old man. You've been dragging <laughs> me all over the place. <laughs> so anyway, their teacher guy shows up. He's like, you must be the couple I'm teaching, right? Let me say your name so the audience knows. His <laughs> walking like a hop, like hop animation there. I assume it's because it's low gravity. It's supposed to be low gravity, but we hadn't seen any of the other people that were walking away from there doing anything like that earlier. So we cut to them in spacesuits on the orbital station, and he's like, Saji, do you know why the orbital ring is necessary? He's like, yes, I'm a nerd. Specifically the <laughs> low or- orbital ring, not the full one, I guess. They're like, here's some techno babble. I don't know if that's accurate, and I know something about physics. 
He's like, I see you've done your homework. Now, weren't there two of you? <laughs> so Luis is like, hey, Saji, look. And she is on the edge. And he's like, hey, Luis, you're not supposed to be here. And she's like, quit being a nerd and come look at this. I mean, <laughs> on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, your teacher is literally right over there, apparently not caring that you're doing this. Yep. So she is witnessing the curvature of the earth and is impressed by it. And I actually really like this moment between them. And she's like, wow, my parents were wrong. The earth's not flat. (laughs) (laughs) It's a legitimately cool sight. It actually really is. So the teacher's like, hey, be careful, you two. There's still some gravity up here. And if you fall off, you will fall towards the earth and die. Isn't that why they have safety lines on? They're literally tethered, so... And so Louise turns around and waves and says, yeah, we're going to be fine, and then falls off the tower. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. How does she lose her balance here? (laughs) Saji tries to save her, but does bad. He does catch her, but then falls off himself. And then then Louise is like, you did a shitty job saving me. (laughs) You got to save me properly. And then they get pulled up short by the safety lines. And their teacher's like, oh, God, I'm going to have to do a report on this. I feel like it's one of those situations where it's like, oh, God, this is why I hate teaching teenagers. Cut to the Human Reform League military room where the Colonel and Soma Pierce are. Inspecting their new mobile suit that they are testing here. It's going to be for Soma, and it's pink. He's like, we heard a girl's going to drive it, so we made sure to pink it up as much (laughs) as we could. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, it looks kind of rad. It's too pink. Like, it needs some darker colors to offset it. It's got some purple. It needs some black in there. Like, you need a really dark color to offset a really bright color like that pink is. I see a pink mech, and I want to paint it black. Uh, so cut to two days later, where Alleluia is now on the space train. And he is uh, getting, not room service. Uh, she's I, I like a flight attendant. Yeah, flight attendant. That's what I was thinking of, but I phrased it wrong. And she's like, hey, are you on vacation? And he's like, yeah, I love seeing the Earth from above. And she's like, I know what you mean. Politics are on the ground and they suck, especially celestial being. And Alleluia's like, aha, yeah, yeah. celestial <laughs> being sure does suck. They're such a pain in the ass. Yeah, we hate them, right? So apparently they have gravity blocks, which is like, that, that's kind of a neat thing, like just for people to walk around. And apparently it's a mall. Well, oh, yeah, there's clearly tourism here. Yeah. Saji and Luis are walking in the mall, being like, oh, thank God for gravity. And Saji's like, hey, look, I recognize someone that has had character design gone into her. Yeah, so have they met? No. Why is he surprised by seeing her? look at this character design. Because there's a cute girl, and he rarely sees those who aren't Luis. (laughs) Because Luis does not let him. Does not let him. (laughs) And she gives him a flirty smile. It's uh, Lei Mei, by the way. Yeah, Chun-Li. She sees he's with his girlfriend and is like, I can get this boy in trouble. And does. <laughs> it, it is kind of funny. Meanwhile, in slightly over there space. Yeah, outside. They are testing space. the new Tieran Tautzi model. That is uh, Soma Pierre's pink mobile suit. And she's like, okay, it's take your daughter to mobile suit day. <laughs> Go as fast as you can on the course, okay? She's like, Roger. Gunning it. She says acceleration and then stops. I feel like velocity is more of the word that they were thinking of. But Sergei is impressed by her reaction time and her ability to go turn at this speed. He's like, ah, oh, is this what a super soldier can do? But she's still a kid. Uh, then and she then gets she... a new type flash and is like, what's going on? And starts going absolutely batshit. I know I'm a coordinator, but I'm pretty sure there weren't new types in this continuity. <laughs> 
Yeah, in my notes, I was like, ooh, a coordinator. And then I'm like, also a new type, I guess? Well, and then uh, we flash to Alleluia just leaving the terminal. Just and leaving he has baggage the same claim. thing happen. Yep. But he falls to all fours and drops his bag. He's like, ah, oh, my head. Well, he's just getting one nasty ass migraine. <laughs> I love Sergei chasing Soma, like, hey, come back here. You're going the wrong way. What's wrong? And she's like, ah, oh, something's throbbing in my head. I do like this. Like, Alleluia goes down to all fours, and everybody around him, no one actually mentions anything to him, but everybody is staring at it. Yeah. yeah. Someone like called 911, not me. And now, dramatically, his hair is on the other side of his face. And his attitude has changed. Well, yeah, it's 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 the visual indicator that he has multiple personalities. I actually kind of like that effect. It's silly, but I like the fact that there is a clear indicator as to which one is in control. And he's like, who the hell is in my head? He's, he sounds full Inuyasha in the dub here. <laughs> he goes from a half Inuyasha to a full Inuyasha. <laughs> Whereas they are both just asking, who are you? He's like, I'll kill you. I am the hero Yui. You thought it was Setsuna, but it was me. <laughs> of course it was him. He's the one that's flying the transforming mobile suit. So Soma stops and starts shooting at the station. Presumably to make the pain stop. When I was first watching this, I was like, oh, because I'd kind of forgotten about what happened later in this episode. You know, it's a really good thing she's only firing dummy rounds because it looks like she's firing paintballs the way they're exploding against the station. Anyway, Sergey's like, stop it. I don't know what you're doing, but stop. And then we don't get an eye catch. Because well, obviously she's opening up on the on the station. She's going to hurt innocent people. Yep. You know who would never open fire on innocent civilians? That's right, Berserker Warrior Andrew Waltfeld, whose spirit I am currently channeling. And by that, I mean I'm having some coffee while I record this. Hello, and thank you for listening to Episode 5 of Gundam 00 with us. This is a spot where I plug all the other stuff that we do. For example, if you head over to our Patreon.com slash LastPodcast, at the $5 a month level, you can get access to all of our episodes early in addition to some bonus content. Uh, this month's spooky bonus episode is on Hey Ghost, Let's Fight. That was a ton of fun to record, even if the show itself wasn't that great. Spoilers, I actually went and watched the second episode, and, uh, yeah, no, it has a lot of the same problems that the first episode did. Also, if you're a huge weeb, you can go check out Jumpstart Weekly, uh, where they're doing Berserk Month, and recently put up their episode on Volume 6. And hey, if you're a video game nerd, then we actually just recorded an episode of Last Time on Video Games on the first Ace Attorney game. Spoilers! We all really liked it. Anyway, thanks for listening, and now we can get back to a child soldier indiscriminately causing civilian casualties. So she keeps going. And Sergei tackles her suit, which does not make her stop. And we flash to inside the station where it's just kind of rocking gently. Like, there's just some tremors going through it. Yeah, and Saji's like, huh, must be hit by some debris or something. They seem a lot more durable up here than they are on the surface. But we see that they shoot a part of the sort of ring that is circling the station off, which loses power. And Luis is like, what's going on? And then it loses gravity. And not just in the fashion of Gundam normally. Like, they actually full-on start floating up into the air. But Saji, despite what Luis said about him not having any moves, does go for the hug immediately. <laughs> and so we still have... Uh, I, I'm going to just start using his, his Hallelujah. Name. Hallelujah is still like... <laughs> What the hell is going on? And when they look out and they're like, oh, there's a gravity block floating off. I love his reaction, like, as opposed to all of the years, is just like, well, sucks to be them. 
Okay, so let me get this straight. His personalities are Alleluia and Hallelujah. Yep. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Hallelujah is like the... Uh, dick. The di- <laughs> Yeah, it, Hallelujah is the dick. Hallelujah is the decently balanced human being. So anyway, Hallelujah's like, Hallelujah. And he's like, hey, you stay out of this. I finally get to drive. And then we get a flashback to a shuttle just in space. And someone's like, are we going to die? I don't want to die. Please kill me, hallelujah. And then he closes his eye. He puts his hair down. And when he looks back up, the other eye is now. <laughs> He's also got a different eye color. He does. That I realize, I just yeah, I did notice it. that. Yeah, hallelujah's eye is like gold, yellow, yeah. yellow and hallelujah's eye is gray. Sergey's like, oh, this is terrible. And Second Soma is not responding. And he's like, uh, give me a sit rep on the damage to the block. And he's like, well, according to the distress signal, the gravity block is drifting and there are about 232 people on it. How quick can we get help to them? And they're like, well, seven minutes is when we can get a rescue team out there, but uh, they're going to be fucked before we get there. Also, they have a military escort, but due to the shock of the explosion and an oxygen leak, it's rapidly losing velocity and is going to be dragged into the earth in about 14 minutes. And Sergey's like, well, I'm going to have to go help. So yeah, he just kind of leaves Soma there. Well, I, I love how his immediate reaction is, I have to go help those people. Someone come get the person largely responsible for this. And even then, they're like, you know, you can't do anything to stop it. And Sergei's reaction is, I got to try. Human lives are at stake. So Chun-Li is like, uh, they're not going to make it in time. So uh, sucks to be those people. Yep. And her brother's like, um, so Alleluia launched his Gundam to go save them. And she's like, what? That was... Decidedly not the plan. Uh, Saji is on a computer because he's a nerd. Why well, figuring <laughs> out what's going on? I feel like this is a situation like th- this tracks with what he's been training for. I feel like this is one of like a diagnostic terminal that he has accessed because of what they have been learning. So he's just found it and like, oh, okay, so this is what's happening. This is why we're screwed. So the Sergey is like, oh man, seven minutes, and I've got to at least accelerate that structure. So he grabs it Gundam style and starts thrusting into it. It's Sergei's counterattack. He's not having much effect, though, although enough that they feel it inside. I'm assuming that in the case of Louise and Saji, they're actually in the middle of it. Like, so they're they're basically where he's pushing on. Could be. Anyway, some guy's like, hey, I did nerd math. We only have five minutes until we die. And everyone's like, nerd math? And yeah, so it's like in five minutes, we're going to be pulled into the atmosphere and everybody's going to die. And right now, their only chance is... uh, this one lone Tierra and that doesn't have the thrust to save them. Yep. It's Sir- at least slowing it down a little bit, well, but not enough. He's speedy- the problem is he's trying to speed it up. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to get caught as well at this rate. Am I going to have to leave these people to die? That would give me even more nightmares than I already have. Yeah, see, I definitely feel like Sergei is the kind of per- the kind of character and whatnot that it's like, if I have to, to, to save my own life, I will abandon these people because like, if I can't help them, I would just die with them. But I'm going to hate myself every day I'm alive if I do. He's like, hey, there's a fast thing. Why didn't it show up on my radar? Wait a minute. Is it I a know gun- about no. fast things. What, anyway. What's a Gundam doing here? Anyway, Chun-Li is called Alleluia. He's like, your mission is to leave those people to die. This has nothing to do with your mission. This actually has a lot to do with his mission, but none of us know that. <laughs> and he's like, you can't understand what, how awful it feels to be trapped in space adrift. So he's got 20 seconds until uh, they all die. But his Gundam has way more thrust. This kind of implies that the child of the flashback was him, right? Yes. Or at least he was having the flashback. Yeah. Whether he was that child or that was someone with him. So 
the Gundam Kyrios makes contact with the uh, space station and guns it, saving it just in the nick of time. Yep. Although all they manage to do is to keep it from decelerating anymore, and Sergei's like, huh. I, I do like how his immediate question is, why is Celestial being doing re- uh, rescue work? Like, what are they doing with this? What are they gaining here? Yep. And Ali's like, well, I hope Mom bails me out, because <laughs> this is all I can do. Cut to Mom. He's like, hey, Lei Mei sent us a transmission saying that Alleluia's being a dumbass. And Sumerag is like, what? what is he thinking? And so Lichty, one of the two, the, the two boys are Lichty and Lassie. Um, <laughs> Lichty is like, what are we going to do, ma'am? He's like, obviously, something dramatic later. Uh, cut, cut to, to JNN, JNN, where Kinoe is like, oh no, my brother and his girlfriend are on the missing list. This is a real well, bad it's not day. The, it's not the missing list. It's the list of people that were on board that station. Yeah. Yeah, so this is where we get a, uh, where they are just keeping it on the current velocity. It's not going down any farther, but they're not making any headway. But Sergey's like, yeah, but one of us is going to run out of energy, probably me, and then we'll be screwed. And so Alleluia starts on the loudspeakers, I presume, being like, <laughs> hey, everyone move to the central block. And Sergei's like, this is also a young guy. Am I going to get a son, too? Oh, Louis, just, if you don't want to die, get to the center block. Oh, Louis, is someone trying to rescue us? Obviously. But Sachi wastes no time, which I kind of like. He just, like, jumps yeah, He just grabs it. her and, and hauls her off. So I, I guess that means that they weren't there. Apparently, everybody took the time to put on spacesuits now, though. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that they all just decided to do that with... Nope. It, it's how sudden it was. If we'd seen them like, hey, people are getting into them or something, it just seems like a weird cut that suddenly they're in them now. And so Lucy's like, oh, Saji, there's a chance we might die out here, so I want to say something to you. And he's like, oh, what is it? And she's like, dramatically, we're going to cut away from me now. So Sergei is like, can you hear me, pilot? We're about to enter the limit zone. You need to break off immediately. We need to get out of here. And he's like, I can't do that. I'm a main character. Failure isn't an option for me or celestial being. But mostly I mean, me. to be fair, so far, the way things have been presented, failure is literally not an option for them. Because if they fail, the Gundams can be captured. True. So Luis is like, Saji, I. And then Aleluya is like, Gundam Meisters are never alone. Shonen powers go. And then a <laughs> shot from the planet tears one of the portions of the station off. Yeah, we should have described it. It's like three nodes that are connected. And we see it a beam just shoot the connector between two of them. And we see Lock-On Stratos in the Dynamis, like with some heavy support equipment, which is apparently capable of hitting targets in space from the ground, effectively. I think it is kind of rad, personally. It is awesome. Well, he's got like a, it zooms out for a second. We see that he has like a special setup specifically for charging the rifle this much. Yeah, and it can only take one shot every 20 seconds or so. But yeah, it's very cool. And he's like, oh, there's some clouds in my way, though, that are going to block my shot. And I think, like, it might be that sort of sniper thing where the clouds would literally cause his shot to miss. It's that, not just a cover thing. That is my uh, interpretation here, because it's too far away, you can't really see it anyway. So my interpretation is literally, like, if they're in the way, they're going to disperse the beam too much for it to be effective. So Setsuna, get him out of the way. Setsuna, you're Storm, right? And he's like, yes, let me cut this cloud! Above, and then he's like, oh, which is the one that All Might does to... Clear a bunch of clouds at one point. Texas smash? I think is that's it? just Texas. I'm pretty <laughs> sure uh, Setsuna here is just channeling his inner rainbow dash to clear the clouds. <laughs> so the Dynamis takes another shot to blow off the other container, so it's just the central one with all the people in it, which the Gundam has more than enough power to return to a stable orbit. And all of these like, good job, Sumeragi. 
must push this higher. I know I could count on my mom. <laughs> and then Sergei is just, they cut the thing into one third of what it was from the surface with gunfire. Who the fuck are these people? Anyway, the rescue team showed up now that it's far too late. Alio is like, cool, I can leave this to you guys. Transform and roll out. And he flies past the uh, the rescue team, and one of the guys of, of the rescue team is like, the Gundam is right there. So he's like, just like, no, we have to save these people first. I'm not so ungrateful as to, I'm not such a person to be ungrateful for help. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of this episode is to get you on Sergei's side, which I don't really think we needed. I was already I, yeah. I mean, his from, and his daughter's side. <laughs> yeah, from what he was presented in, in even the first couple of instances of him appearing, I was already on Sergei's side, more so than I was on Graham's. Cause Graham, Graham is insane. Graham <laughs> is like an adrenaline junkie. Like, I want to fight this thing because it's going to be fun. Sergei seems more like the, uh, the He's old a responsible soldier who's adult. like... <laughs> You know, war is hell, but this is what I signed up for. I'm going to hate it when I have to participate, but it's going to be what I do. This just in, all people in peril have been rescued. All people everywhere. It was Superman. And Kinoe's like, oh, thank God. Cut to the Ptolemaeus where they're like, mission complete. And Sumeragi is starting to leave. She seems kind of frustrated. Yeah, or downtrodden. And Tiari is like, this is not the mission Vader recommended. You made a rescue our priority. How dare you? We even showed the world the Dynamis' high-altitude firing. And she's like, I did not make a rescue priority. I made saving the Gundam a priority. I, I do like her kind of snide response to him and her uh, her expression when she's like, we'll just have to need to alter our plans. That's all. I didn't change the mission to help Alleluia. I saved the Gundam. Tiara's like, that person shouldn't be a Gundam pilot. I guess only I, and I guess Lock-On is okay, should be Gundam pilots. <laughs> Someone with his temperament shouldn't pilot a Gundam. And she's like, what about your temperament, asshole? <laughs> You're a dick. I do kind of like how, like, it is raising that question of, uh, aren't you all a little insane? Cut to Luis and Saji. We're like, man, we are pretty close to dying, huh? Well, anyway, what are you going to say, Luis? I like, they turn to each other. This is where Bonk. Oh, this is maybe, where Bonk? Maybe it's not where Bonk. I thought uh, Saji leaned for He does. Yeah. Bonk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking Bonk was after what, uh, like, implied after what Louise says oh, here in no. a second of, well, I'm not telling you now. Yeah, no, they're both wearing the spacesuits and the helmets bonk on each other when they turn to talk. Anyway, he's like, what were you going to tell me? She's like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is kind of our first spotlight episode for a Gundam Meister in Alleluia. Although, like I said, I feel like we get more of a spotlight on Sergei, really. It, yeah. it really is kind of a, a spotlight on Sergei more than it is on Alleluia. It does give us a little more insight into Alleluia, like, but not very much. It very much is more of like, see problem and what does Sergei do to, to, to rectify said, or try to rectify said problem. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to say on it? I am on Sergei's side. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, I like this episode, and I think it really established Sergei as, like, even more of an empathetic character than he already was. I mean, so far, he's my favorite character. Yeah. Not gonna lie. He, he, him and Louise, I guess. Yeah, Soma Pierce is my favorite character, but not because of the stuff she's done so far. Yeah, I'm purely going off of what she's done so far, what, or what has been done so far by the characters. Like, I like Lock-On's attitude because he's funny and seems the most well-balanced right now. I know he's not, of the four pilots. But, like, Sergei genuinely seems like an empathetic character. Do you have a high point, Tyler? Yeah, it's specifically the scene of Sergei deciding to go help try to stop the pod from crashing into Earth. That is a pretty great moment, because like, it's just like, I have to save these people. I, I don't have the capability, but... 
he immediately takes action. Like, it, we get a lot of, like, really good close-ups on his face and also on the suit thing on his face. It's, like, a well-animated scene. It's, like, dy- or it's dynamic and it is good character motivation. So, Zach, do you have a high point? Uh, that was going to be mine, but I Yeah, think, I decided to take the easy one for once. I think I have to go, like, I, I'm torn there, too. Depending on the one you go with, Jeremy, I'll, I'll say what my honorable mention was. But the one I think I have to go with is just the scene of Dynamis blowing the two halves of, or the, the two thirds of the block off because it is a cool scene. And I think that is kind of a cool, like, idea that this thing can shoot from the ground into orbit accurately. And it's kind of an unexpected scene to just, like, see this beam come out of nowhere and rip the thing apart. Yeah. So. It's very similar to the Dynamis's first introduction, but it's on a larger scale. Yeah. Mine is going to be Luis at the very beginning talking with Kinoe, being like, hey, I'm right here, One-sama. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other one that I was debating between. Was uh, That was the uh, that interaction with her at the beginning. That was pretty good. Do you have a low point, Tyler? I'm not sure it's like a super low point, but like the, uh, I guess, reveal of Alleluia's alter ego was like pretty schlock. Like... I don't know. Like, if anime characters could chew the scenery, I feel like he was chewing the scenery a little bit there. That's Hallelujah's deal. (laughs) Zach, what's your low point? I feel like if you're going to make this a spotlight episode, if you want it to be a spotlight episode on Hallelujah, I don't know if that was the intent, but it feels like that might have been part of it. You needed to actually spotlight Hallelujah. It felt like this is the main dude for this one because he's kind of on his own as opposed to all the other pilots. And yet, I feel like he had the least amount of screen time between all the characters we've we've been familiar with so far. Behind, you know, Sergei, Soma, Pierre's, and uh, Saji and Louise. I think this basically established he sure does have basic human empathy. Well, that's a plus one over the other guy. Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, well, we we kind of have that at a lock on already as well, because when he was doing that thing in. South Africa, I believe it was, when he was just like, come on, run away. I don't want to kill you. Just just leave. Mine's going to be the manner in which Soma causes the accident. I think it's fine on paper. I think she's just shooting that gun way too long. It doesn't read as like, oh, this was a mistake to me properly. She just keeps going. Like, if she just had a couple shots, I think that would be fine. I think it's a bit excessive. Runner-up is Marina Ishmael's safari suit that she's going oh, on. Oh, I forgot at the about yeah, that. Because it's not <laughs> relevant to the episode. It was so early on, I forgot all about it. Yeah, and I guess part of mine, the first few shots that uh, Soma takes, they look like they're paintballs. The way they're animated, they don't look like they're actually, like, live rounds. They may until not after be. they do the, uh, you know, quote-unquote eye-catch thing that they do here. Because then they actually look like they're dealing damage to the station and whatnot and doing, and, you know, that kind of thing. Earlier, they just look like they're paintballs. I mean, they may be paintballs. We know that these structures are very fragile. So it's possible that just the impact caused it to jar loose. What? I, Except the animation it... changes after the after that uh, eye catch there. Okay, so, so should there be shielding of some sort? Because, like, they could be hit by space debris. And we saw that in the first episode, but not here. Okay, so second runner-up low point. How does this thing not have escape pods? Because, like, this has to, like, who engineered this? What manner of escape pod would be good for this, though? Literally any sort of re-entry capsule. Okay. Like, it doesn't have to have thrusters or anything. 
It, it just needs to it be. It just has a- to be uh, shielded so that it can enter through the atmosphere. I get you would also need to have like parachutes or something like that on board so that it wouldn't just smack into the Earth at terminal velocity. Yeah, it just like it's bonkers to me that something like this wouldn't have an evacuation capability for this scenario. Well, OSHA was destroyed in the year twenty one twenty. And uh, the Tyler, great workplace violation wars. Tyler, remember, this station is the Human Reform League. It's true. This is the Chinese-Russian one. The Union Station, <laughs> all escape pods all the time. This one. So, do we have MVPs? Yeah, I mean, clearly Sergey. this episode. Sergey. Or, r- runner-up, lock on. <laughs> I was going to say runner-up Louise, but Sergey. Yeah, I mean, runner-up Louise. I guess Alleluia but... was there. <laughs> he so, sure was. Someone voted for him, and probably he should have got more votes, but he's not a quarterback, so Sergey. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Sergey, because this episode, even though it might be like, hey, look, curious, it's like, but hey, look, Sergey. We forgot to add a mobile suit to our list last week, so do we want to do two? Yeah, sure. I was actually going to mention that. Do we have any candidates? Uh, we have the real dough from last week, the proto flag. We have the flag as well. Do we ever see the real dough transform? I don't know how much real dough action we get. I am perfectly okay to put both the real dough and the flag on at the same time, especially if we're doing a double since they're... Yeah, they seem like a good pair. Yeah. All right. The real dough sucks, right? Yes, yeah, it, does. it super does. Is it worse than the Bobby, our current lowest transforming mobile oh, suit? Because I a... think it is. I think so, yeah. It's close for me, but I think I agree. Right below the Bobby, we have the Mobius. I think the real dough is better than that. Uh, Well, I mean, the Mobius has a certain amount of charm to it in my opinion it's not great but the real dough is just kind of like hey look it's a pile of shit i think the real dough is actually derpier than the mobius by like i get a very urban mech vibe out of the mobius it's terrible but it's kind of got its own little like yeah okay below the mobius we have literal cancer <laughs> um i think the cancer do we have is the can- we, we actually have the cancer on there yeah yep. i definitely think the, the real dough is better than the cancer i agree I've got a soft spot for the cancer, but I don't think it's very good. Okay, so the real dough will go at number 93 above the cancer and below the Mobius. All right, the flag I actually like. Yeah, no, the flag is way better than the real dough. Like, wow. I mean, it is much better, but I don't, I'm still not a particularly big fan of the flag. I I agree. I don't think it's great. Although but... I do like how when it is transformed, and uh, the Curious has this too, you can basically see where everything goes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the flag, but it is kind of my favorite Gundam 00 grunt, which might bode ill for other ones, depending on where we put it on the list. I definitely think it's better than the Bobby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other transforming grunt we have is the Murasame, and I don't think it's as good as the Murasame. I agree. I would agree with that. Murasame is actually pretty rad. Do I go for grunts for comparison or transforming mobile suits, you guys think? I vote transforming mobile suits. I kind of like it more than the Aegis, although the Aegis is higher than I would put it on our list. I prefer the Aegis to the, to the I flag. also, I have a pretty strong preference for the Aegis. Okay, that's fair. Uh, the Chaos Gundam technically transforms. I think I probably like the Chaos Gundam more. I like the Chaos Gundam a lot more as well. I'm trying to remember which of the- Funnels. of funnels. Oh, okay. Druggy funnels. Druggy funnels. Out of destiny. Probably not as good as the Raider Gundam either, as not fond as I am of that Gundam. I like the Raider fairly well, actually. I would but... agree with that. The, the Raider has, like, even though it's like, I transform into a Baku. Oh, I forgot this transforms. Probably better than the Taros, right? The Taros transforms? Yeah. Does it? Into what? <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, it does. It transforms into, like, another jet thing. Yeah, I think I would agree. I think the flag is better than the Taros. Yep. So it does. I forgot it did that. 
Yeah, no, I like the flag better. The Taurus has a really dumb-looking head, and, like, that really turns me off of it. Like, the flag looks kind of silly, but, like, it looks also very practical at the same time. Why does the Taurus have that weird starfish-looking head? Like, so who, it can who, transform? Who put a <laughs> cone on this? Th- what, what is with the cone of shame? Do the, we think it's better or worse than the djinn? I, I think it's worse than the djinn. The I, djinn's, like, actual sword and that, like, crest thing that it has going on. I really like the djinn. That was my initial inclination. Like, the flag is pretty cool. Although, partially, like, part of the problem is, like, every time I think of the flag, my head is like, you're Grand thinking maker. of the... No, uh, you're thinking of the Enact, which I actually like fairly well. I think I prefer the Jin, although I, I, I would uh, host an argument if you want to make one, Jeremy. I'm really torn on it. I think I prefer the flag, but just barely to the point where I was almost going to go Jin. So I think we give it to the Jin. So the final question, is the flag better or worse than the Gundam Altron Jian? I think it's better. That is Tiger Wolves. I mean, you can tell how off, how, how like much that is stuck because I think every time that has come up, you have had to say that exact phrase. Yeah, it is Tiger Wolves. Um, which is I think I prefer the flag. Tiger Wolves Gundam is a little bit too too. It's a little too too. <laughs> yeah. It's got a lot going on, Whereas, and none of it's great. I, I don't like transforming mobile suits in general, but the flag has a certain charm in mobile suit mode, and a certain charm when it is in jet mode. Like it does feel like, oh yeah, here's where all the pieces go. Yeah, I like that its gun becomes, like, the gun on the jet, like, just on the front of it. It's pretty cool. Um, I would have to give it to the Eltron, but I am outvoted. So the flag will go at number 78, below the Jin, and above the Gundam Eltron Jan. I almost want to do a third, because this episode is kind of short, but maybe we should save some. So yeah, any final thoughts on this episode? We've gone through five. So, again, this was never going to get a Toonami run. Gundam Sea Destiny wasn't even on Cartoon Network. But if it had, this would have been a week of... Gundam Double O to see if you like this or not. And I still have, feel like I have no idea where we're going. What about you, Tyler? I also don't really know where we're going. Like, the show has raised some interesting points about, like, the philosophy of Celestial Bean, which is, like, already way more introspection than I expected the show to give. Also, like, I really like Sergei. Like, I like a lot of the characters we've been presented. There's just not, like plot we're, we're around still, them we're still spinning our wheels right like yeah the, the plot still through five episodes hasn't advanced we're still basically where we were sitting barring a few characters and you know getting character information but the plot itself hasn't gone anywhere from episode one and this is not a challenge tyler it's a genuine question what characters do you really like i mean i like sergey i like yep. soma a surprising amount i'm actually into setson as a deal okay um I like Sumeragi fairly well. Um, I like Luis, obviously. I guess the point I was going to transition into is we have a ton of characters. Yeah, you have to like w- one of them must stick, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what I would say is if I were watching this on my own, I don't know that I'd like see this series through, but I feel like this show has some potential, so I'm glad we're watching it for the podcast. Like I said quite a few times now, one of the reasons I wanted to do it for the podcast was to was to look at it with a real critical eye and figure out what I think about it in that sort of setting. Like, it's a surprisingly interesting show, especially considering it's a Gundam, especially considering it's the one that followed Destiny. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the next episodes, and I'm glad we're doing this because, like, I had the same thing where I just bounced off of it. Yeah, no, and I think especially talking about it has, like, every time I uh, see more details in it than I did when I initially watched it, and I think that is, like, enhancing my appreciation of it. Mm -hmm. Certainly they didn't just shit it out, right? Yeah. All right. If we don't have anything else to say, it's a Gundam will return in Seven Swords.
And no funny stuff with Louise, got it? Just what are you implying, sis? <laughs> There's nothing to worry about there. Saji wouldn't know how to, even if he wanted. Uh, really? Honestly, I'm starting to wonder if she's the right girl for you. Hey, Kinue, I can hear you.